just fine okay it's probably my service maybe maybe well the, i was saying this is my first international podcast episode so. how you doing my friend i'm good i'm just chilling probably doing similar to you i guess <laughs> yeah i'm just how's covid there y'all sorry I was asking, is COVID still pretty, like, are y'all still pretty heavy lockdowns right now? Or? No, we don't have lockdowns right now, but they're talking about a second wave of infections. So if the number of cases and deaths keeps, like, going up, they might put us in another lockdown. So I don't know. Ugh. Well, so what I usually do, how I usually do the podcast is whoever I interview uh, first, I let them know that the podcast is not edited, so whatever you say is on the <laughs> internet forever. And I usually let the person I'm talking to do a plug. So uh, I, I know who you are, but not everybody that listens may know who you are. So if you want, go ahead and kind of plug yourself. All right, let's do this. Um, my name is Breno, Breno Monteiro. I'm from Brazil. I went to Cary. First time in 2013 as an international soccer player. I graduated uh, in four years with a Bachelor's of Science in Business. And I stayed another year to do my MBA at Cary. After I graduated from my MBA, I left for a while to work as a supervisor at Krispy Kreme. And I worked over there for a little over nine months. And then I decided to come to Cary again to do a specialist degree. But I didn't go all the way, as you know, because I decided to come back home. And I've been home since February, February of this month, uh, this year. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I played at Cary for three years and I made a lot of good friends over there. As you know, my favorite place to go is Canes. And I miss Canes so much. <laughs> I miss our like late night drives to Canes so we could eat and just chew and talk and laugh. That that, that was like funny. <laughs> I miss that thing so much, man. Yeah, we miss that too. So every time we every time me and Michaela pass Canes, we, we usually talk about how we used to <laughs> That's go. Good. That's good. That's good. But uh, yeah, we haven't gone. We have not gone at all. Man, you since, have to go and video call me, man. I need I need to see the cane sauce one more time. <laughs> uh, okay, 
So why I'm gonna ask you some dumb questions first. Why why do you even like that stuff? Like that stuff is okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just like it so much. There's no explanation for this, you know. I think it's just easy, you know. I, I don't know. You're hungry, it's not that expensive. You just go there, like you order five minutes later, you have food on your plate. That's Cane sauce is so good. I love the cane sauce. There's no way the cane sauce is just okay for anybody. That's amazing. You know, God create cane sauce. You know, that's God's creation. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it depends what you mean by that, but uh, yeah, sure. I think cane sauce is okay. I would, I would much no, rather eat man, like ranch, on. I guess. I like ranch too, but it's no way closer to cane sauce. Ah, You're right, it's not close, it's better. You're killing me right now. You know how much <laughs> I love cane sauce. Well, canes is, I, it grew on me after we went, after after about the 30th time of going. Yeah, I started kind of we've like, been there a lot, though. I know. Every time we got those, what was it? Yes, five, that was amazing. Basketball games? That was your experience to go to basketball games you know i mean you, you had you had another an, another experience, yeah yeah i, really, I didn't go for anything else king's cards buy one get one free was more important just kidding <laughs> no you're right that's really why i went it was just the other stuff was okay king's <laughs> cards you want the reason i stayed I, I like me some yeah, free food. Times. So. It was good times. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, tell me about how things are going there, I guess, in well, Brazil. Well, at the moment, I'm just working with my dad. My dad has two, like, baby clothing stores, you know. So I'm just, like, helping him out over there. And I decided to go to school again. So I'm I'm at law school right now. I'm in my first semester of, of law school, and I've been sending my resume out there, but things are not pretty here in Brazil. There's not a lot of jobs out there, you know, mm-hmm. but it's fine. I'm just working a lot with my dad, coming come home to do online classes because we cannot go to, uh, we cannot attend in-person classes, so everything is online right now. And just trying to keep myself busy. And I got my knee surgery. So it's been like four months now. So I, I have to go to the gym every day so I can make my legs stronger so I don't tore my ACL again. So that's pretty much it. I wake up really early, go to the gym, come back, take a shower, go to work, and then come back home again, take another shower. So go to school. I mean, don't go to school, but like watch online classes. And that's pretty much what I've been doing since I came back. So are you like, sorry, swole now? Are you yeah, fit? Man. Like really buff? I don't know what buff means, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, like, you're nah, like, uh, nah, nah. I'm still what the fat boy is always, you know. You know, fat boy needs canes. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm saying, you know. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we miss you a lot. I know. I know Bryson and Michaela. We and Mallory Thompson. All of us. We like. We miss seeing you. So you're gonna have to. This is my plug for you. Anybody that decides to listen, if y'all want to spread who Breno is out there, that would be awesome. So we can get him back. That would be America. a good idea, man. I'm I'm more than willing to go back to the U.S. and work like doing whatever, you know. As soon as it's legal, you know. As soon as they pay my visa, I come back legally yeah, well, and stay in the U.S. working. That would be awesome. Well, what what can and you do with your degree? Honestly, you know. And you can teach I too. Could. Yes, I have an MBA, so I could teach. I cannot teach um, university, I think, in a college level, but I can I can teach a junior college, for example. I don't know. I don't know the difference. But okay, I that's thought what I heard. I think I think in college you need to have a a doctor. You know, I need to be a doctor or something. I, I'm. I, I don't have that. I don't have a PhD. But. See, I don't know if that's true because I have a couple of professors that just have masters or specializations, yes, I don't know, but, they don't, but they don't have like PhDs. Yeah, I, I, I look up, I look about it, and I talked to some of my professors at the business school, and that's what they told me: like to teach, um, in a university level, I have to have, uh, I need a PhD, but I can teach in a junior college level. So I, I really don't know, but yeah, I, I could teach, could teach high school, could teach uh, junior college, could teach anything, I guess. So you're fine with just taking whatever job. As soon as, I, as soon as they have a job for me, say, hey, I need you to come here and work for me. I'll do whatever I need to do, you know. I don't have problems with that. Well, how are uh, so so you left like right I could, before I COVID couldn't hear hit, you. Though. Or can't I, I couldn't far. hear you. Huh? I was saying, well, you left the United States right before can, COVID can you hit. Say that again? I said you left the United States whenever COVID hit really hard. Whenever what? It, it's the, the sound. The sound is not good right now. COVID. Ah, Corona, yeah. Corona? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't the beginning of Corona when I left the U.S. You know, I don't, think, I don't think we had any cases yet when I left. But I'm not sure. I, I remember that I came, I came home on February, February the 20th, I guess. And we started lockdown March 18th. So like a month later. We started the lockdown here in Brazil, but I don't remember how was it uh, in the U- U.S. Well, how do you think it was like <clears throat> effective for y'all to do? The I, I don't think so, man. You know, like probably, probably it uh, prevented a lot of people to get infected, but in the other side, a lot of people lo- lost their jobs. A lot of business went out of business, you know, and um, I mean, it's important to prevent from the virus because it's serious, you know, like people can actually get infected and die because of that. 
But on the other hand, you cannot just mm-hmm. close everything and tell people they cannot work, you know, because they need to work so they can buy food, they can pay rent, they can like pay all the bills they need to pay, you know what I'm saying? I think we have to, uh, not we, I mean the government have to find a way to keep business going and preventing people to get infected at the same time, you know, like create like protocols or whatever to make uh, people safer when they go to college, when they go to work, this kind of stuff. We cannot just stop everything, stay stuck at home and wait this virus to pass because it's not going to pass anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? We cannot just stop our lives because of that. We need to be careful. We need to protect ourselves, but we still have to, like, to work, still have to go to school. Life's still going, you know? I, I don't think a lockdown is very effective, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a politician, so I, I don't know what the best um, strategy would be, you know what I'm saying? Well, how extreme were y'all's lockdowns? Like, what were the, what were their, what did they mandate or what did they tell y'all y'all had to do during the lockdowns? Well, what were y'all They asked to us do? to stay at home, you know. They say stay at home and just leave if you, like, really need to leave. You know, for, for example, I need to eat, right? So I have to go to the supermarkets and buy stuff so I can cook at home and eat. So all the supermarkets were open at this time. All the grocery stores were open at the time. But the business that they... Um, the business that we don't need on a daily basis, for example, um, my dad has a baby clothing store. We don't need a baby clothing store on a daily basis, you know? So, like, we, we could not work. But hospitals, supermarkets, grocery stores gas stations, all this stuff were still open because if we need to leave home and buy something to eat or go somewhere, like go to the hostel, whatever, we could leave. But they asked us to avoid like concentration, you know, avoid like going to places with a lot of people, avoid leaving home. So we were stuck. I I was stuck at home for like three months. And that's not good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like three months without working, without anything. That's not the best um, the best solution, I guess. But as I'm saying, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, what would be better to do. So were, did they, like, police y'all any? Or is it just they asked no, I mean, y'all they to do that? Do, you know, like, if I have to leave, if I, if I want to leave home, I can. But, for example... Pubs, you know what I'm saying? Like pubs were not open. I, I could not go out and drink with my friends, for example. Uh, restaurants were not open. I could not go out and eat in the, in the restaurants. Uh, McDonald's, we don't have Canes, we don't have Wendy's, we don't have Sonic here. But if we had, they would be all like shut down. All we could do is like go in the drive-thru, buy and take home and eat. We could not like eat on the inside of these places, you know what I'm saying? Because they close everything, they are trying to avoid people to concentrate in one like closed place at the same time. But now, nah, I mean, if if I wanna if I wanted to leave and like walk around and stuff, the police would not come here and arrest me. They they would not do that. But if we had to leave uh, our house, they ask us to use masks, you know, like to protect ourselves and protect other people as well. 
Yeah, it sounds pretty similar to, to here, at least Mississippi, other parts of the states. I don't know if you, you've seen that stuff. Like, other parts of the states are a lot stricter. I mean, yeah. But uh, Mississippi is pretty much the same, like, asking people not to get in big groups. And then, you know, if you are around people, if you're out, just wear a mask. So has that been like a – has that been a lot of the – has there been a lot of debate in Brazil about that, about, like, masks and, yes, you know, man, lockdowns because, and things like as that? as I said, a lot of people, like, losing their jobs a lot of people that like a business owners are like they lost their business because they couldn't keep like their business closed like three months you know like it's three months without sell anything but you still have to pay uh water bills you still have to pay power bills you still have to pay the rent so it's a lot of bills coming in but you don't have money to pay them so a lot of business went out of business a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people lost their homes because they're not working. So how can they pay the bills? So there's a lot of people like leaving the streets right now because of that. And that's not good. You know what I'm saying? As I said before, I, I know that we have to protect from the virus and stuff. But we also have to protect the economy as well because that's people's life. You know, people need to like to work. People need to get money and people need like to pay their bills, buy food, like do the simple, like the basics of life, you know, and our president here, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like Trump and our president is pretty much the Brazilian Trump, to be honest, you know, like everything that is in his mind, he speaks. And if he needs like to cut somebody out, he will. And he thinks he's like, uh, I mean, he's the president, so like he's the authority or whatever, but he thinks he's better than everybody and he can do like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like all the all the other politicians, all the doctors um, and stuff are asking us to stay at home and do not go in big groups. And our president was just doing the opposite. They would go and walk around the street and hug people and kiss people and st- on the cheeks and stuff uh, while we were asking to avoid like this kind of contact. And um, during this coronavirus, we heard about a lot of like uh, medications, but was not like proof that the medications would, uh, would help us protect from the virus. And he just like made... Um, free advertising about these medications, you know? So people that like him, people that vote for him will take these medications to prevent from coronavirus. But it's not, uh, the scientist does not approve that because there's no study that says that these medications can actually help us uh, from uh, getting the coronavirus. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. Some people like the like staying at home and like what the politicians are doing some people's don't so it's kind of divided here you know what i'm saying have masks been hard like in mississippi you know it seems like some people are just so well a a lot less people are fighting the masks now but when they first when uh, Tate Reeves first started like mandating it, a lot of people were like, I'm not wearing a mask. And they would just go and do whatever they wanted anyway. 
was that how it was kind of there when when masks were like brought up was everybody like yeah I'm gonna, yeah it's pretty I, much I'm the same I mean it. everybody's doing it now because it's mandatory you know what I'm saying like you can actually get a fee for not for walking the streets without a mask and you can actually be arrested because you're putting yourself and other people in danger by not not wearing a mask I don't agree with that no you know like I don't like wearing a mask, but I know that's for uh, for my best, uh, for my good, and other people's good as well. But like just wearing a mask everywhere you go, kind of, I don't know. Like I have some breathing problems, and wearing a mask all day at work kind of like makes it worse. You know, it's kind of difficult to breathe with the mask. Like, I need to go to the gym because of my knee, and I have to do all the workouts with mask. So it's tougher because, like, you try to breathe, and you can't because you can't find the air. All you breathe is the mask. So I don't like that, but I understand that it's necessary, like, to protect people. But, yeah, some people are fighting. Some people are still fighting, but even though they still fight, they still wear the mask because they can get in a big trouble if they don't. No. Have you got COVID yet? I mean, n- not that I know of, because I oh I did I, I didn't run <laughs> any tests, but I I don't have any symptoms, so I don't think I did. I was staying with the Rogers. <laughs> How family was it? And I got COVID. So <laughs> it was fine. I was fine. I know, like other people have really bad reactions or whatever to it but i wouldn't even gotten tested i thought it was just allergies like i woke up one morning i had a really bad headache i had a low temp and then by the end of the day my headache was gone the temp was gone and they were like you know they asked me to go get tested so i did and then like a day or two later they the doctor called me and said hey you're came up positive and they told me what they what i needed to do and told me to quarantine for two weeks so i was stuck in the roger household but not the whole house so they were really good to me. They, they, uh, Miss Wendy and, and, you know, the rest of them, they cooked and they brought me food and I stayed on one side of the house. And if I went to the living room, I had a mask on. When I went back to my, I usually just stayed in my room because I just didn't want to be, I didn't yeah. want to have to wear a mask while I was around them. Um, so I was, yeah, I was fine. After a day, I didn't feel bad at all. Like I said, I wouldn't have got tested. I would have just, I would have lived my life, but um, I was with them, so they asked me to, so I did. And like I said, I thought it was just allergies. I think the problem with COVID is that a lot of symptoms, it's close to other things, like the flu, for example. Like you're coughing, you have a sore throat and stuff, so you say, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, you know, it's just like a sore throat. And then you run the test and you have a COVID, you know. But some people actually have like all the symptoms and die from this thing so i, I don't know man. It's, it's it's crazy it's crazy to think that we live in a, a historic moment you know we like i i don't know how how you guys study in high school and stuff like history and all these things but here in brazil we study like pretty much everything that happens in the whole world you know we study like europe we study uh, u.s and there is a lot of disease that happened in the past that kill a lot of people. And like from now on, like COVID is going to be in the history books, you know, 
and we live in this moment right now and mm -hmm. it's not a good feeling man <laughs> it's actually it's not but it is what it is man <laughs> you know yeah we can tell our when our kids one day if we ever have kids we can tell them to shut up and <laughs> start complaining about something like look we had COVID. Yeah, pretty much yeah you hopefully know, they i'm just hoping to like get this uh vaccines pretty quick so we can get the shots and like move on you know like leaving like normal life again because i mean a lot of people died a lot of people lost like parents and stuff and i'm a sports fan so like i watch sports on tv and i see like soccer stages empty I still follow the Saints, so I see the Superdome, like, empty. There's nobody in there. It used to be a lot of people there just shouting and, like, supporting the Saints. And, I mean, it's not a good feeling to see those athletes over there playing for, for nobody, you know. I mean, we know there's a lot of people, like, watching worldwide. But at this stage, there's, like, nobody in there. So I don't know how the athletes feel. I mean, it's probably, like, pretty weird for them. You know, they used to play for a lot of people, like, uh, singing and bowing and stuff, and there's nobody there anymore. It's, it's just, like, silent. So it's it's not good, like, in any situation, I'm saying. It's 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 bad, man. I, I don't like COVID at all. I don't like this historic moment at all. So you hey. say you're going to take the vaccine? Yeah, when it comes yeah I will. Yeah. You're not gonna. You're not worried about like uh, growing another arm or something. If I'm not worried about what, are you? Are you, you're not worried about nah, growing another man, arm? Nah, I'm not worried about that. That's not gonna happen, man. I'm that, there's that a lot of people. What? Yeah, I know, but I've been around a lot of people that keep making jokes like that, like they're. Most people keep saying they're gonna wait and see what it does to other <laughs> no, people. No, man. I mean, it's it's difficult because vaccines is not easy to make. You know, you have a lot of studies and you have to like run a lot of tests and stuff to make sure it's safe. And for COVID, people is running like to get these vaccines as soon as possible. You know, I mean, it's it's not the best way to do it because like they're rushing something that's really important. But that's the only way that we can go back to normal life, you know what I'm saying, without, like, putting people in risk. Because, I mean, I'm I'm 27 now. You're 23? Yeah. Like, we're we, we young. Yeah, so, like, old. you got COVID. You didn't feel anything. Like, I don't I don't know if I got COVID or not. I, I could have and not feel anything, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do any tests, so I, I really don't know if I got it or not. But, like, if my parents get COVID, if your parents get COVID, probably, you know, it's, it's not going to be as easy and as simple as it was for you, you know. So, I think the vaccine is really important for that, like, just to protect people, you know. But, I, nah, I'm not worried about growing another arm, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I started working at a hardware store. And I work with this older guy, and he got COVID, but he said he said he didn't even feel bad really either. Like he said, he had a runny nose, and he had a temp for a couple of days, and it was he was fine. Which 
So I don't know, even older people, some older people can just handle it super well. Cause this guy's got to be like, I think in his sixties, you know? So I think it's, it's weird. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist either. It's just weird the way it affects, it'll affect some people really badly, you know, cause I've met younger people that have had a harder time with it than some older people, you know, like maybe losing their sense of taste or something like that. Um, but for him, it was just a runny nose, and he's he's yeah, older, is, so I don't yeah. know. It's a weird virus. I don't know. Sure. Like, I I don't know if I don't know if people uh was saying things like that in the U.S., but here in Brazil, people were saying that the Chinese people were like fabricated the virus in a in a lab, you know, like to kill all the people over there, so they don't have to pay retirement money, you know. I mean, like. You hear crazy stuff about COVID anywhere, you know. Like here in Brazil is Chinese people created this virus so they can kill old people in China and don't pay retirement money. And then I talk to you about vaccine and you say that people in the U.S. is worried about getting a third arm when they get vaccine. So it's just like people joking around, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know. Either. Now we heard the yeah, I heard the same things yeah, about Chinese you know, people killing people old people. Just that was, that was over stuff, here, too. Man. I don't know. Like, it's crazy. I can't believe that somebody would, would do such things like that, you know? I just, I, re I rather believe that it's a natural virus that happens some, somehow and that we have to fight this virus and live another day, you know what I'm saying? I, I rather believe that than believe that people would actually create virus to kill other people man that that's crazy yeah i agree dude well something else besides covid let's see so oh i was talking to bryson about this i thought this was interesting so i had said to him because you know he's he's not i mean you're you weren't from here obviously you're from brazil and he was from Chile, so it was just interesting. So I was just talking, and I said, I don't know why people, like, if it, if it was down to, like, beauty of countries, you know, like, there's obviously some really pretty parts of, of the United States, but, like, when I see pictures of Brazil or play, pictures of Chile, I'm like, those places are so beautiful. Like, why would people want to, I guess, move here so badly? And uh, he said, well... You know, there there may be beauty in these countries, but there's like an experience in the in the United yeah, States. I mean, I'm gonna talk about my point of view. It's because uh, you cannot compare Brazilian economy with the U.S. economy. You know, like it's not out there for comparison. U.S. economy is way way better than Brazil's economy, and as the car was like, you guys are first. Uh, first world country and we, we are like third world, world country you know like so we have a lot of problems here you guys have a lot of problems over there as well but um, it's difficult you know like people actually like look to the US and say man I can do anything in the US I mean I can clean toilets and I'll be rich you know that's how people look to the US and and think like you don't need to have a, like a fancy degree you don't need to be a fancy lawyer. You don't have to, to be a fancy doctor. You can do just like anything in the U.S. and you have like a good life. You know, maybe not be rich, but like have the basics of life. You know, like 
you have a roof over your head, you have uh, Wi-Fi at home, you have food, you have a, a running car in your garage. So that's why people look to the U.S. and say, man, I want to go over there. I have not, uh, I know a lot of people that went to the U.S. illegally and stuff because they had nothing here in Brazil. And now they have like everything in America, you know, like they, they live in these fancy houses, they drive these fancy cars and like their, their life just like changed a lot. In my case, what made me want to go to the U.S. was because I always played soccer in my life. I've always played soccer in my life and we don't have high school competitions or college leagues in Brazil like we have in the US. So when you reach like an, an age that I, I reached when I went to the US, like 18, 19 years old, you have to decide either pursue a professional career, which is really tough because everybody in Brazil wants to be a soccer player, or you quit playing soccer and go to a college so you can get a degree and start a career and like and start your life. So here in Brazil, we say that people use sports to get out of school. They don't want to go to school, so they try to be professional players so they don't have to study anymore. In the U.S., it's the complete opposite because you guys offer scholarships so they can come to the universities, they can study, they can get the degrees while playing in a high-level competition doing that. So when my friend that started his business as a, uh, this exchange uh, agent told me that they had a, uh, he had an offer for me to go to the U.S., study and play soccer again, I didn't think twice. I was like, man, that's, that's my dream, you know? I'll be playing soccer in a high level. I'll be attending school, and I will learn how to speak English. I will live in a, like an, another uh, culture, learn another language, like live another experiences. So that was like brought me to the U.S. at the time, you know. I wanted to keep playing soccer. I wanted to get a degree and I wanted new experiences. And as soon as I got there, I mean, a lot of things that I thought that would be was not any, anything close to that. And a lot of things that I thought that would be was better than I actually thought that would be. And I just, what? Like, I was going to say, like, what? What were the things you didn't expect man, to I, be the way they were? <laughs> don't you laugh, were better. Um, I grew up watching American movies. You know what I'm saying? And there's some crazy stuff that happens in American movies. So when I so when I got the offer, I was like, man, uh, I don't know. Things like that in the movies will actually happen in college when I go there. And like crazy stuff, crazy stuff. So when I went there, I went to the Baptist school. I went to Cary. So none of those crazy stuff happened. So I don't have this experience. I, I have friends that went to all these schools like, uh, in, in North and stuff and they told me they had these crazy experiences but I didn't and I'm not complaining about that I, I like that I didn't have these experiences because if I had I would not focus on school and I probably not have a degree right now but and another thing that I thought 
I thought Americans were like, they would accept me, you know, because you see in the movies and stuff, they like, they don't like foreign people and they look at you and don't even talk to you and stuff. And one thing about Carrie that I like is that everybody makes you feel welcome, you know. So when I got there and I, I saw that I could talk to anybody and anybody would do anything possible to help me out because I was not from there and they wanted me to feel welcome, that was like, man, I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting to come here and be by myself or be with the Brazilians and stuff. But actually, I made a lot of American friends and friends that like you, Bryce, or Michaela. I have Zach, Austin. Like I can, I can like name a lot of people here that, I mean, I'll be friends forever, you know, because the things that we went through while I was there, like bad and good things, you know, I mean, it was just amazing. I, I love that so much. Yeah, you, did you say anything about Mallory Thompson? Uh, yeah, Mallory Thompson, sorry. The coxinha maker. <laughs> she told she told <laughs> me that she made coxinhas the other day, but she said that was not as good as our coxinha. You know, I mean, our, man, we are the coxinha makers. You yeah, know they are like, Our coxinha is the best coxinhas ever. Dude, okay, so yeah. Michaela brought they went to that uh Brazilian market you took me to and they got some more cochinhas and uh I, I theirs were uh, so we made ours really small apparently because that she brought it back and it was huge. So I, I, yeah, I think I mean, that's there's the smaller cochinhas than the cochinhas they used to make, man. Like my mom used to make cochinhas to sell and stuff for like buffets and stuff, like for parties. And the coxinhas is really, really small. It's just like a really small snack, you know? Like, there's not, like, a, a right size of coxinha. You, you can make your own, you know? You can make a big coxinha. You can make a medium coxinha. You can make a really small coxinha. It's up to you, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, Mallory, the, the way she does it, she mixes all the green nah, cheese or whatever into the meat. Yes, so I think I still think it hits right whenever you have yeah, to. Yeah, we, you eat we it had and this discussion with Michaela parents one night. You remember that? Good. They said about mixing the the chicken with the cream cheese yes, and stuff, I do. and we we're like, nah, the cream cheese needs to be on the bottom. So when it hits, it hits just right. Yeah, I I just can't. I'm going to try it. Michaela and Mallory, I think we're going to, I'll have to get them to make it, but I just don't picture it being as good as, you know, yeah, having I don't the chicken think it would and be then anywhere close to the, the cushions we make, man. I remember the first time uh, I took you to the Brazilian market, we went to Loyola to watch the game. And then we stopped there and we ate and I bought you the coxinha. And you're just eating like normal. Say, so, yeah, man, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, man, this is good. And then, like, out of nowhere, <laughs> you, you came and say, whoa, there's cream cheese on here? <laughs> you are so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it. It was good. Like, I just don't think it would be as if you If you put it all the way through, I feel like it would mix in with the grease real bad and all kinds of stuff. So I just think, 
I don't know. Everybody loves the cushion. Got that man. cream cheese at the bottom. And I was, I was, I was talking to Austin Bond the other day, and yeah, we were making a lot He of had them. just like went to New Orleans like a day before, and then I was like, man, I went to New Orleans uh, yesterday. Look at this. He bought Guarana. He bought um, Brazilian chocolate. He bought like a lot of things that that I used to buy when I went there. He bought it. And he drank like a two liter guarana in one day by himself. <laughs> what was that? What pe- yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. You like peanut that? stuff that you bought? It's called Pasoca. Yes, that stuff was good. What's that called? Yeah, man. There's a lot of good stuff in there. That stuff was good. So good, man. You have to buy the, the chocolate powder. It's called Toddy, T-O-D-D-Y. And then you just mix with milk. Man, it's amazing. It's not like any other like chocolate milk you ever drink. No. Ah, man. Who, who is so Hershey's? So you're saying it's better than like Hershey's? Who is Hershey's, man? You know, we talk about Brazilian stuff here. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> No, I'm man. asking if it's whenever you Hershey's, go to Hershey's, New Orleans, you just drive by the Brazilian market and buy this chocolate powder. I'm telling you, then you get home, you pour yourself a glass of milk, you just mix it. Man, you're gonna see taste. Mm, it's taste of heaven. You know? Look, whenever this COVID stuff boils out I mean, or whatever, I plan on coming you, you to know Brazil you can stay in my place so anytime. Just let me I'm, know. I'm just waiting. Coming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to come stay. Yeah, in, uh, like you guys are going to get Mississippi when me and Mikhail get married too. So. Tough, tough, tough uh, decision. I, tough I'm not going to announce that just yet. Um, <laughs> But no matter where we do it, we want you to be there because we feel like you would help out a lot because we want to have a lot of dancing there. You want to embarrass me? And we just think you would be a lot of fun to have there. You would help everybody get dancing. No, look, if you need a little, well, uh, little spirit well, we, to help we you out, we'll get it for you. We want you to be I there. Mean, or in the month. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll try to get my tourist visa. And then we can talk in private, you know, like, let's not talk this in the podcast. So people is going to hear us and know what we are planning. You know, let's surprise (laughs) people. Let's surprise people. (laughs) That's true. You're right. All right. Well, um, if we're not talking about that, then I guess I'll just ask you, let's see. We'll finish up in a minute, but, um, let me think. So we talked canes. We talked COVID. We've talked Koshinia. There is one we thing about, that I've been waiting for um, you to ask, and you haven't asked yet. Let's um, see if you're going to remember. I don't know. Keep asking me stuff. I don't remember. I'll do whatever I'm thinking. No. <laughs> no, no. No, no uh, are no, you married? No, no, I'm still single. You know. Was that it? You can, you can still, you can still advertise me on your Instagram because I'm still single. Do you have a job in in 
No, no, it's not that. It's not that. Uh, are you? Is that what it was? <laughs> so, oh yeah, all right. Uh, I have an Instagram page, and my Instagram page is called. Oh, well, I have a date. I call it my dating service on Instagram. I'm telling everybody else this. I know you know, and uh, Brando is part of it. So if you wanna, if you wanna date a Brazilian, marry a Brazilian, then you can just go on my Instagram page. Uh, go under. I'm not sure which one it, his his is labeled. It's gonna. I, I, I'm pretty sure I named it. Like you, you can look through them, and it'll say Breno's name in some of them, so you'll know it's Breno. And if you want Breno, then all you got to do is that's message not on it, Instagram, man. That's and I will not get you it. connected, people. So, uh, no, no. let's I see. Not. I don't know. What, did you get a job in the United States? Uh, How can you forget about? I don't. Them? I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> Clayton, oh my goodness, I forgot, uh, I, okay, you know what, everybody everybody needs to hear your Clayton impression at least once before we I finish. haven't done that in a while, man. Let everybody hear your Clayton impression. <laughs> Everyone would love it, they would love to hear what a Brazilian thinks that Mississippi people sound like. Oh. Well, first you started off with, uh, I'm Clayton from Laurel, Mississippi, and then you went from there. <laughs> All I want to like to do is sit on my porch, <laughs> get a meal of life, get my rifle, and shot a deer. Shot a deer right in the face. Because my name's Clayton from Raw Mississippi. <laughs> How was it? How was it? It's better or worse? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I haven't. I, haven't uh, I think it was about the same. Me. I don't think it got better, but I don't think it was worse. Wait a minute! You gotta show. You need to show everybody what it sounds like whenever somebody from Mississippi talks to their wife. You oh, had the other one yeah, about man. getting your wife to get you beer you know or something. Saying? I'm here watching. I'm here sitting on my, my couch. While the Saints playing the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Saints killing the Bronx right now. Actually, I don't know because I don't know the score right now. But my name is Clay. Warm Mississippi. I look at my wife. Say what? <laughs> Bring me a beer. Bring me beer right now, woman. I want to sense play, woman. I cannot leave my couch. Bring me beer, woman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Luckily, I don't know anybody that talks like that in Mississippi, but... <laughs> um, gosh, you had one more thing, though. You did like... I don't uh, remember. What was that chick I don't remember. You acted like... <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, I, I, I feel like you do. The one when we were at Kane's and you. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, what was your name? Uh, oh man, I have to ask Grace. What? She'll remember probably. She, you don't remember? You remember what I was telling Grace about your the. <laughs> I saw Grace about it, and Grace <laughs> thought that yeah. Grace thought I was it's, talking it's about some want, other girl when I was dating Michaela. It was you the whole time. We have to present her to Breno. <laughs> She's perfect for Breno. <laughs> Man, but 
it, it was you. Thing, it was man. so funny. You know, I got my knee surgery, you know. It was and so I'm coming back, like, slowly, like, day by day. And I was playing basketball the other day. And, man, I was killing, you know. And then the guys start calling me Lebrano James. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot about that too. Lebrano James, Clayton. I, I wish I could remember your chicken. No, Brenda is my sister. I, I, man, I don't remember. Is it Brenda? I really was Claire. Claire. Claire, that was it, Claire. You sure it was Claire? Yes. Ah, oh, man, I forgot, but nah. I'm pretty I'm positive. Not gonna, that I'm, not, right. I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, then, we'll your, save it for another podcast because you got to do it at some point. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass myself. That's fine with me. Well, it was yeah. funny, man. It was funny. You guys made me do that for Michaela yeah. parents. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, remember remember our discussion yes, about what so true funny. love means? Yes. <laughs> Wait, let me let me introduce this before you say, okay? We'll finish right here on we're gonna do a spot right here and then we'll finish. Um this is gonna be your time to just tell everybody. How yeah. to love somebody well, and if what you true love know, is. So go ahead, Brenda. Explain to them uh, really how true love you, works. All you have to do is fart under the blanket and suffocate her on your farted. No, if she gets mad, she loves you. No, that's simple as that. <laughs> true love is fart under the blanket and suffocate your wife on it. That's true love right there. And a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> agreed with me when we asked them. Oh my gosh. So that's true. A lot of people did. Uh, whenever, so it's funny, the last episode we talked about. So Greg had a, has a method of farting. So what he does is he, he sits in a seat with a cushion and he passes gas <laughs> and then he lets it soak before he gets up, is what he calls it, letting it soak. And now, so that's what we talked about last episode. Now we're talking about how to know if somebody really loves you or whatever is if you can suffocate them with your farts or whatever. So apparently farting is a, yep. is a is, it, it must is, be the man. sixth it lung, is. love Trust language. Trust me, whenever you marry Michaela, when you go to your honeymoon, just fart and suffocate her. Her reaction, you're going to see on her face and say, man, this girl really loves me. Sorry for that, Michaela. Sorry for giving Jonathan this idea, but it actually works. I've heard, I've heard. I hear a lot of people saying that now, you know, like after you left, everybody was like, man, I, I tried it. The girl ran away and I knew she wasn't All right, the one. Man. So apparently it's a good method. All right, so we'll close right here. Uh, I want to give you a la- like one more time to just plug yourself, tell people who you are. Um, you know, ask you can go ahead and tell people why they should hire you, hire you if you want to. That'd be awesome. So you get to close. Well, I want to thank with whatever you, you know, want to say for yourself, asking me to do this podcast. So go ahead. I don't know how many people listen to it, but just the opportunity to sit here and talk to you again, my friend, is a pleasure for me. You know what I'm saying? 
And as far as like hiring me goes, I don't know, man. All I can say is that uh, I'm a hard work person, you know, like when I used to work for Krispy Kreme, I would do anything my my boss asked me to do when I would work like 80, 85 hours a week, like crazy hours. You know, like I, I'm not lying. Like you guys can call my boss and talk to him and he'll, he'll tell you like the same thing I'm telling you. Like Brandon is a hard worker, like everything that he, um, you ask him to do, he'll do. And I'll do my best like of my abilities, you know, like I have a lot to like learn. I have a lot to improve. And if you ask me to do something and I don't know how to do it, I'm going to ask you like to teach me. And then I'm a fast learner. Like as soon as I learn, I'll do it like easy, you know, and I'm always available. You know, like if I go back to the States, I have nobody. I have no family. I mean, I have friends, of course, but I have no family and stuff. So I can work like just anytime any hour like how many hours you guys want me to work and i'll like do whatever it takes to keep my job learn and just like improve not in my professional life but in my personal life as well so i mean i would love the idea to go back to us you know like could be mississippi i would rather like go back to mississippi because is the place that I lived for like six and a half years. It's a place that I know a lot of people, all my friends are over there. But if I can find a job in Texas, if I can find a job in New York, if I can find a job in Louisiana, I mean, I'm willing to take and do whatever, like to, to make sure that my boss knows that I appreciate the help. And that's it, man. I, I, think, I think that's all. Well, can I, I can attest, uh, you came and helped me move furniture into a house one time. <laughs> it was a lot of heavy furniture, so I know you can work hard even in that. <laughs> um, and in, in selfish reasons, I know that a lot of us would like you to be back so we could see you more often or see you at all instead of just talking on the phone or whatever. But uh, I know a lot of people miss you. We're all, we all, we're, it seems like all of us are always trying to find some way for you to get back here. Um but yeah, thank you for coming on and let me talk to you. Uh, I'm gonna post this episode probably in a week or so. I'm trying to go find you. Brother, you know I'm here for you. You know. Yeah, like, thank you. I know I'm not I there. A lot. Anytime you need me, um, you just have to call me. You just have to message me. And as long as your wedding goes, you know that if I have the chance to go, I'll be happy to go. And Bryson is not your best man. I am your best man. Just saying, okay, Bryson. Don't steal Jonathan from me. I am the best man in this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Well, thank you, brother. I Bye. guess I'll talk to you later. <laughs>